0: you will come dirty laundry, then you should be phoning it in. Hello and welcome to Phoning It In, the improvised phone-in show where the callers have no idea what they're calling in to talk about. My name is Dave Coffey. The usual phone lines are open, so get calling. We're going to kick things off this week with our topic of the week. This week we're talking about nosy neighbours. Esteban is on the phone. Esteban, you hear screaming at night, is that right?
1: Yes, I hear screaming from the road. Yes. Yes, I am, a, how you call it, a curtain twitcher. But uh, I, I'm living in Ireland for, you know, about seven years now, so my accent is
0: uh,
1: is slightly Irish and slightly... From the country I am from Which I would rather not say
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, but it's patchy is what you're saying If if your accent sounds a little bit off It's because you've been here for seven years
1: Yes, you know, I'm like uh, I'm like the lord of the dance man Who is kind of half Irish Half American, but I am Sort of uh, all over the place With my beans, if you know what I'm saying I hear, yes, I hear screaming on the roads
0: Where is it coming from?
1: That is It is unclear, you see I look out, where I live, there is uh, large fields around. There's too many fields, really. I, I, I have petitioned the government to get rid of some of the fields to replace them with, uh, with houses. So I can say I remember when this was all fields. I want to have that experience that all the Irish people have. And what, what I'm looking for, I hear it like screaming like a banshee. And I always think uh, that banshees are not real, that they are a figment of uh, the imagination of, of Irish people. But I'm hearing this. And I don't know, uh, a friend of mine says it is cats having sex. But I, I don't know. I have never been that close to, uh, to animals when they are making love. I, I try to, I, I stay away from that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, no, I think you should. Um, but I want to bring on one of your neighbors, uh, Kayla. Uh, Kayla, you've heard the screaming as well, is that right?
2: Yes, I've heard. I've, I've heard the screaming as well. Um, it's a little bit closer to home for me, Dave. Though, um, yeah.
0: What do you mean, closer to home?
2: Like I'd say, it could be it's next door. Uh, yeah, it would be next. It feels a little bit more close to home in that sense.
0: Okay, so you think it's your next door neighbour? What do you think is happening there? Do you think it's banshees or cats or something else?
2: I. Do you know, the sense I get from it, you, you can tell a lot from a uh, man's scream, Dave, as you know, you can tell a lot from it. And I get the sense that it's someone who is, it's one of our neighbours who has started to really just struggle with the lockdown, maybe. Uh, I think there may be just its frustration. I, I hear frustration in it. Uh, but I hadn't thought about the Banshee aspect. It could be someone from another realm. I don't know. But I, I hear a lot of frustration in the screaming.
1: What What is this frustration? Is this uh, frustration? Is this some sort of alcohol that he's
2: drinking? What I understand, and you can only tell so much from afar, but what I understand is the marriage isn't good. Uh, that's the sense I get when I see them going in and out with the, the shopping. I just don't see a huge amount of rapport, uh, not a great amount of teamwork. Um, you know, And I think it's sexual frustration. That I
1: hear. Ah, sexual frustration, yes. Well, I don't know anything about that. I'm from a, a, a place where there is a lot of beans, if you know what I'm saying, if you catch in my drift.
2: Yeah, no, I do. I, I see I I get, I get I get a great sexual energy from you, Esteban, when we go by each other on the road.
1: I I had no problem if it was like angry sex noises. Like to me, that is how you say arousing, that is making me aroused in the the, the crotch area, the groin. Maybe I'm saying my loins are inflamed with arousal when I hear this, but this is too much. This is screaming. I don't know, are they in a sex swing? Are they hitting each other with cats? I don't know. I think a lot of pussies are getting damaged is what I feel.
0: Well, look, I want to bring on your neighbors, Kayla. Um, It's uh, Kez and uh, Saive. Uh, so you guys have the couple in question um, that, that live next door to Kayla. The, 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 the screaming seems to be coming from your house. Uh, and Kayla thinks, Kez, that it might be you screaming out of sexual frustration. Uh, do you care to comment on that?
3: Um, if I could actually just step in there and... Um kez Kez is a very weak man um he doesn't really know uh, how to speak for himself so I, I i can I can actually answer that question for you there's there's nothing wrong with him. he's very safe. I don't hurt him um emotionally or physically um and I will say I've looked after him sexually uh, thus far for for forty five years of marriage so so no problems on that front either
0: well, how do you account for the screaming then Sive?
3: i actually um I actually, we, we are part of a, um, a religion that um, has a little scream once in a while um, as a way of, of showing our dedication uh, to our God. Is so it, it's, it's
0: not once in a while, though, according to these guys. It's every night.
3: Every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're very devoted.
0: Mm. Kez, I, I would love to hear from you. I mean, is this true? What, what's I was saying? Uh, I will definitely uh,
4: con- concur with the with the, the the speech made there by my wife. The the, the religion that we belong to, um, we are unallowed, uh, we are banned from having sex on any day that uh, features the letter A in 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 the in the name of the day. It's True. So unfortunately, that uh, that has led me to seek pleasure uh, elsewhere. Um, in, in the in the animal kingdom
0: what do you mean by that guys?
4: well um we do have a lot of cats uh my wife uh she she runs a sort of a uh, a sort of a a home for neglected cats and we have up to 40 cats roaming around the place and they're all uh, female cats they get very frustrated and that frustration bleeds onto my frustration, and uh, I suppose I have developed uh, sort of a cat-like scream when I, I, I can't get my rocks off, so to speak.
0: Right, so, so some of what uh, Esteban and Kayla are hearing is actually cat screaming. But and then some of it is my own, yes. It's your own screams, yeah. yeah. And,
3: so and
0: Sive, is some of it. Sive as well?
3: Well, so you know, you'd have the the cats are screaming um because they're uh, sexually frustrated, and then you've and then you've my husband screaming um because he's having um re- reaching climax while having sex with the cats, um and then you have me screaming sort of various things like get off the cats will you and. Um, Sort of other other instructional um, um, bits and bobs. So yeah, there's probably um, there probably is a fair amount of screaming. Also, mm-hmm. just the screaming in dedication to our God as well. So, uh,
0: which so, is unrelated
3: to the unrelated uh, entirely the sexual.
4: Uh, I, I I lost my um, penis unfortunately in a, a PTO shaft related accident. a uh, sort of a barnyard misadventure, and uh, I was. Grafted uh, a new penis on from a cat, and if you know a cat's penis is very much shaped like uh, an arrow that uh, you might see in a in a film featuring Native Americans, uh, a very pointy end and a very thin uh, thin shaft, and unfortunately, it is incredibly painful even for me to touch myself, and quite often I'd be in the shower and uh, like like a like a. a, a a cowboy who doesn't clean his gun too often, uh, it goes off unexpectedly.
0: Right, and and would you scream then when that happens as well? Oh,
4: it's very it's very painful, Dave.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. very painful. Uh, and and Kez said earlier that you were you were having sex with these cats. I mean, uh, how yeah. does your how does your religion view that? Uh, I think a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't agree with that kind of behaviour.
4: Well, the particular holy book that we follow was written in um, 1994 and I have scoured the pages of this book and it says absolutely nothing about uh, thou shalt not seek pleasure inside a a, a canine or a or a bovine or an equine, any of the irons really. Um, so as far as I'm concerned... What about feline though? As I said, I, I couldn't think of the word for cat. to be honest, <laughs> but any of the irons.
0: Just not yeah. mentioned at all.
4: Yeah. If the good book says that it's fine, or in my opinion, if the good book says that it's not, if the good book doesn't say that it's not okay, then I say,
0: play away. That's yeah. my golden rule. And so you'd you'd go along with that, would you?
3: Absolutely. And actually, you know, I'd be I'd be hard pressed thinking of any holy book that specifically mentions uh, not having sex with animals. Mm. So that's my two cents, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think, know, I think, I think I know some of the, them are
0: pretty clear on the bestiality not not cool. No?
3: I know the Jews I, I aren't allowed to eat sausages.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: So that's about all I know.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think there's something about not laying down with the beast, uh something like that. No. I don't think so. But listen, so. Saif, tell me well, more well, about I, this I'm religion, the book. Yeah. So, what was this book that was written in nineteen ninety-four that's that formed uh, your religion?
3: That's a great question. Thank you, Dave. Um that holy book was written by um a, a young gentleman uh called Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um and uh he, he wrote this book as he was looking into the, the Scientology movie that he did. Right. Um, he was looking into, into various religions, uh, reading about them, uh, doing some research. And he decided he could probably do a better job of it. Um, and it's very insightful. It's about three and a half pages long. Um, pamphlet, really? Pamphlet, yeah. More pamphlet, of a, yeah. Yeah, you'd yeah. read it on the toilet. Yeah. You well, you're,
0: you're not going to get in all the detailed rules of what you should and shouldn't do on a, on a pamphlet that small, you know, you're going to run out of space.
3: Yeah. Well, if it was any longer, you'd run out of time. Do you know what I mean? There's cool. time,
0: Well, if you, if you're confined to only reading on the toilet, you'd run out of time, I'm sure. But, but you could read it over other books over a longer period, you know, like weeks. Depends
4: on your diet, Dave.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Um, it, what does the book say, then? What are some of the, the, the rules that it does lay down, this religion?
4: A lot of traffic-based rules. Uh, don't cut people off. Um, wave at people when you see them on the road. Yeah. Which which can take, you know, sometimes we live in Dublin, so um, it, a journey down to the shops can take, you know, up to 40 minutes because you're spending the whole time waving at people. It's It's... Mostly traffic-related rules, Dave.
0: Right. Is it a, a, a traffic pamphlet? Is that what it's about? Like, what's it called? Or uh,
4: the It's a Latin phrase, the rules uh, of the rod.
0: Rules of the rod.
4: Rules of the rod. Yes. Okay. Well, listen, uh, there's, Estevan, a, there's an umlaut on the A, I think.
0: I want to bring Estevan back in here because he the yes. one who originally found up to complain about all the yes. noise. I mean, how do you feel in there hearing your neighbors explain what, what the noise is?
1: I have met this man. He has bandages on his hands because, uh, of the, I mean, obviously now I know he has a barbed penis, like a, like a cat's penis. And I can't believe the words that are coming into my ears about this man. He says to me, uh, I say, you have, you have, uh, you like the cats. And he says, I like the pussy. And I says, uh, what do you mean? And I give him, you know, I give him quizzical look. I uh, do, I furrow my brow and I say, what do you mean, my friend? And he says, I am an animal lover. And I go, oh, okay. But now I realize what he really means by animal lover. And I have to say, I am disgusted. Having never fucked a cat in my life, I can honestly say I do not want to, to do that. And I mean, I respect their religion. I respect the uh, the, the sex pamphlet that they live their lives by. But I, I think mean, it's more I, of
0: a traffic traffic pamphlet. But yeah, go on. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, if the, hey, look, if you want to, if you want to have sex with a car, that is, I mean, sure. Some cars from the 1980s. I look at the Ferrari from the 1980s, and I say, check out the spoilers on that baby. I would like to somehow have sex with that it's if it was somehow possible.
3: That's disgust that's absolutely disgusting. How could you how your could, husband how is you having sex with forty cats? How can you be on how can you yeah. be on the high horse
1: here? You probably well, want to fuck maybe, that
3: high horse as well.
0: Maybe the pamphlet does actually say to not have sex with your car. I mean it is
4: Well, you'd you'd borne yourself
0: on the exhaustive. Yeah, well, was,
3: it's not practical. It's actually not if practical. It's not
4: practical, no. Yeah. Okay, and, yes.
3: and as well, if a good book says anything. It's, it's practical, you know, as it would say, use your indicators. And that's what I that's what I would say to Esteban is use your indicators, you know, that's that is fair enough.
1: I don't know what I don't know what to step on your religions, uh, you know, freedom of expression. But maybe, you know, keep the keep the noise down, maybe soundproof your house. Uh, your apartment, maybe do it like Saturday night because Saturday night is fun time. I like to have fun. I like to fuck everything that moves on a Saturday night. And then Sunday you have the day of rest. You let your penis heal and your hands and uh, maybe like a little less screaming, maybe.
4: Well, Just even look do a at, paper bag or something. Uh, I don't know what kind of sex mad country uh, that caller comes from. Um, and he I'm has sure... It
1: clear. Yeah. Sext- Sextonia.
4: Estonia, um, I'm sure they in, in their country their wives can pleasure their husbands with their own hands. Unfortunately, my my wife's hands were very badly injured in a, in a romantic misadventure. Where um, I don't know if you've ever seen the film uh, Pretty Woman, Dave, mm-hmm. where um, Richard Gere buys a necklace for the 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 whore, and um, he. He does this cheeky thing where he sort of snaps it on her hand in a jokey sort of a light-hearted fashion. It's a bit of a cheeky move. Um, I I wanted to do that to my wife um, when I for her fortieth uh, anniversary for fortieth anniversary of her birth. Um, I had birthday. I had got her, some people call it yeah. Yes, that's true. I had got her. Um, I'd got her a brand new tire for her car. And I, I opened up the boot of the car to show her the new tire. And as she put her hands in, I sort of slammed the boot down on her hands as a sort of a cheeky joke, and just completely destroyed uh, her hands. She has no use of her hands whatsoever. None at all. So, no. so I just want to Esteban, just uh, you know, make sure you know the full story before you start criticizing people's bedroom activities. Yeah. Well,
1: use maybe maybe you should try maybe you should try foot job
3: unfortunately I also lost my feet in um in a, a different romantic uh, misadventure as well so you know was was um, that
0: also involving Kez or was that with a previous partner
3: that was involving Kez yeah we actually the, the pair of us <laughs> we're in tatters we're in absolute tatters
0: <laughs> what happened with your feet
3: <laughs> well let me tell you that that's a great story um I, uh, I along this along similar lines. Uh, we we we're, we love we love a rom com uh, sort of Asian rom com. Anything with uh, with Julia Robertson it, to be honest, she's just magic. That beautiful big smile, and um, and so uh, it was sort of. Uh, I was taking uh, the the theme of the runaway bride, um, and uh, and on our wedding day, I just ran away from him for days and days and days and days and days, and days uh, endlessly, and. Um, and I, I tripped up uh, on day four seven, and um, a lorry just came careering around the corner, um, and f- and just flattened the feet right off me. Um, and uh, and in you the got, hospital, and and, got and uh, feet like Kez, a duck. I do, yeah, like, exactly like a duck. Um, Kez came in and and just looked at me and said, "Well, well, you know, I know I married the right woman or didn't." And I said, "Ah." Oh, you're right. We have a laugh. We have a good time.
0: Uh, it does right. seem like you guys have a great laugh and you're a great couple and uh, you've been through a lot together but you you know you you you're making it work and that's what's important. Thank yeah. you. Dave. I, I love my
3: floppy-handed
4: flat-footed wife.
3: And I love my little pointy-penised Kez. <laughs>
0: okay. Thanks guys, it's great. Thanks so much for calling in. It was great talking Thank to you. Thank you. i got to move on to another caller now. We're still talking about uh, noisy neighbours. Uh, Karen is on the line. Karen, you say your neighbours have too many kids. Is that right?
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, my neighbours have two children. And as I, I would say the first one was all right. You know, there's always like one child that's quite engaging and fun and they're like cute smile, you know, could see them in a milky bar ad, right? you know, like lovely, like very engaging, cute. But the problem with parents is they don't know when to stop. So they were like arrogant almost, like we made this lovely baby, let's make another one. And the second kid is just like shit chat, really crap at engaging.
0: Shit chat, is that what you said?
2: Shit chat, yeah. Like, you know, you bump into the kids and they're, oh, what are you up to? Nothing. Like just give nothing. Um, really dull little guy um and i just think there's too many for them and i i don't know if i should say something or not but i just feel like that child is ruining the dynamic with the family like it's just really bringing like the whole actually me down bringing the mom and dad i can see whenever the child opens their mouth the mom is like oh here we go so i don't know if i should say something or well, just leave
0: what do you think they should do with this uh this other kid this useless kid
2: with the useless kid I, <laughs> I always feel like, just just be honest, just call it out. Like right with family relationship, if it's not working, just say, look, I don't know if we've got the right mix here, if the dynamic is working for us, and maybe just let them loose and let them find their own way and, and find a family that they will belong with. You know, there's other families they might gel with better. But for me, I just feel like that's not their family. It's not where they're meant to be. So yeah, go yeah. find your place in the world, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. What's this, this uh, shitty kid called?
2: It's called
0: Dylan. Dylan, okay. Well, look, um, I have Dylan's parents on the line. They've been listening in. This has never happened before on Phoning It In, but it's actually Kess and Sai, who we were, we were talking to just moments ago in relation to a completely different issue. Uh, guys, it's, it's good to have you back on. Um, Hi, hey Dave. Good to be back.
3: Oh, <laughs> great to hear you again.
0: Um, did you realize that, that Dylan was shit chat?
4: To be honest, Dave, yeah, from a young age, even from the birth, um, the first child came out screaming. It was very exciting. Um, and the second one just came out and it was just like, just like, you know, just barely even mustered up a cry. And, you know, the doctor, I don't know if you remember, so I gave him a good few slaps. Yeah. slapped him like a closed hand slap, really. Sort of the kind of slap you give to a hysterical woman in a film in the 1940s. And nothing.
3: Boring, boring bastard. Pretty boring. I remember the doctor yeah. saying he'd never, he just said, Jesus, that's a very boring baby, Eva, you're after birthing. Um, and I agreed, you know, I was sort of covered in blood and um, and I just sort of he kind of like la- latched onto my breast, very, um, very just boring sort of like a uh,
0: lackluster kind of.
3: Yeah, like a leech, like a little yeah. small slug-like baby. Yeah. I
4: remember making a joke to the doctor saying, oh, can we put him back? And we, <laughs> we had a bit of a laugh, but then, you know, we kind of thought about it. Would that be possible? We tried sort of, actually for several yeah.
3: years after he was born. But it's it's very hard
4: to push a child. I mean, as hard as it is to push a child out of a woman's belly, it's near impossible to 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 push it back in. Yeah, in. yeah. I like, that. Like we,
3: in, like we, did we did our best.
4: Like putting toothpaste back in a tube just doesn't work, David. No. Yeah. What age is Dylan now? Oh God, I don't even know what age is he.
3: I'm actually not sure. I, I, Seven or eight. Last time, well, the last time we asked him, he, he sort of a. Uh, he sort of yawned and then I got bored looking at his face. So I am. Um... He
4: was born during the Winter Olympics. When was
0: that?
3: Yeah, you're right. That eight, was which... eight
2: years
0: ago, maybe. Eight years ago?
3: Yeah. Right, yeah. So yeah
0: I'll take your word for it, Dave. <clears throat> well, look, Karen kind of thinks that maybe it's time to just sort of like cut him loose. Karen?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I know it impacts on you guys more than me, but it's just even though like, when he came trick or treating and he was there for like. Fucking two minutes. I was bored off my brain. Yeah, so he
4: dressed up like, as Simon Coveny for Halloween. Yeah, exactly.
2: exactly. And he started talking to me about policy, and I was like, "Oh, here, mate." Uh, oh, so I just thought I'd maybe run up and just make a suggestion. Just maybe let him loose. Maybe sit, just yeah. give him a few bob and set him free. Yeah, we so did like
3: our- move him out. We moved him from his um, his bedroom out into the cat the cattery. Um, and and that has helped things for us now tremendously, and um, we're we're kind of able to to get through the day now. But even mm-hmm. when I go out once a day to to bring them some food, like you'd be, Jesus, you'd be hard pressed to to engage with them at all. So I do like your suggestion there of cutting them mm-hmm. loose. Suppose just need to work out the practicalities of it. Well, well look at what
0: yeah uh, yeah I, I think we should we should probably hear from Dylan. Dylan, are you on the line there, Dylan?
5: Yeah, can you hear me? So
0: yeah,
4: the Dylan. The, 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 um, the Wi-Fi is very bad out in the shed. Oh
5: nah, no! I'm being I'm being squashed by a lot of cats.
3: Yeah, Spore, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <Jeez. I've, laughs> Dylan. Dylan, we don't know Dylan, your boring shit. <laughs> Dylan, uh, you only joking. We have a laugh. We have a laugh.
0: Dylan, this is a this is a show that's listened to by yeah, a lot yes. of people. So try and be like a lot less boring when you talk, if you can, because I just don't want people to just get off, you know, so it's really important to just. How do you feel about what your parents are saying here? They're thinking about letting you just wander off and do your own thing. How How would you feel about that?
5: Well, I don't mind. As long as I get a nice bucket of warm bread and milk every day, that's all I need. I don't really need love. I I mean, I suggested to Mammy and Daddy that they keep me around just in case they need any organs when they, when I get older and my organs get big. Could you know, Mammy, I always thought Mammy was a professional snorkeler because of her feet are very flat. But no, she'd lost her feet and her hands. And I said to her, you know, take my hands. I don't do anything with the hands that I have. Protect my feet, but they don't. I mean, they don't seem to want them at all. To be
4: honest, Dave, the last thing I want is uh, my wife pleasuring me with the hands of my eight-year-old boy.
5: Well, I think could the hands are so small they might make your 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 little cat penis look bigger. So that, he's I got mean, a
0: point, he's got a point, uh
4: Kez. Yeah, do, doesn't tip the scales, Dave, doesn't tip the scales.
5: Well, I mean, I I I said if they wanted to sell me at a mart, they could dress me up like a sheep. And i I just go, meh, meh. And I wouldn't let on at all until the farmer brought me home. And then I'd take off my hood and i go, surprise, I'm a boy. Yeah, so we
4: what did you we... We couldn't yeah, what, give away to Madonna, Dave.
0: Oh, really? Okay, so. No. Well, she's was cheating off What did you think about the idea of selling them to a farmer, though, dressed as a sheep?
4: Uh, I mean, just the whole rigmarole. Even just the drive down to the mart, <laughs> even just the two-hour drive to a mart would just kill me, Dave. I think yeah. I'd just drive. I think I'd just leave the car in the in a in a railway track and just wait for a train. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
4: sorry like what you see how the so, you're getting now dave yeah Most like that by eight years yeah i like
3: a
5: train
4: oh uh,
3: jesus yeah. well like welcome to the club of being an eight-year-old boy they all want fucking trains do you know what yeah. i mean that's not interesting
4: actually what what a unique perspective dylan a child who likes fucking trains
5: i want to be a train
0: Jeez. Yeah, there we go. This is the shit he comes out with, Dev. Dylan, if your parents do cut you loose and you know, and they send you off into the world on your own, you won't have your warm bread and milk uh, anymore. You'll have to find that for yourself. So what will you do? How will you get by?
5: Well, I, I, I'll i just hang around the back of shops and I'll hang around the back of restaurants and whatever they throw out, that I'll eat that. Whatever it is. I mean... I like I, I do like warm bread and milk. I think what I might do is I
3: might.
0: Dylan, D- D- I, I, I'll have to stop you there. It's it's just too boring. I'm sorry. So boring. Try oh. We tried to listen to you.
3: What we've done is you you've to you've to use the tactic of not asking any questions of him. Mm. Yeah. It, it actually opens you up to exposure. Then, so you have to be mm. very strict. You don't ask any questions. My
5: name is Dylan.
3: Oh, see, he'll even just start doing it without yeah, you yeah. having to ask the question.
5: If yes. I dressed up as a dog, people might give me bread.
0: Yeah, look, uh, we don't want to hear from you anymore, Dylan. Um, Karen, I
5: like dogs.
0: Karen, uh, have you, I mean, is there a way that you can avoid contact with Dylan?
2: I've put up um, an electric fence around the house, um, and I know that that has been semi-effective. He, it knocked him out a couple of times, but he's very friendly, and that's the problem. Um, his spirit hasn't been fully broken. But I suppose what I can do is just continue to ignore him. Um, and now they I know he likes warm uh, milk and, and m- warm bread, I might, like, I don't know, put some sedatives in there. I don't, I, and I hope it doesn't sound cruel. Not, no. at
4: all, no. Not at all, no. Not at all. No. No. Very understandable. Right
3: you full permission from us to do whatever yeah. you need to do to survive.
4: I'm we've sure you actually, guys have it.
3: We've actually stuff. installed, you know those
4: shock collars you can get for little dogs? Oh, but, we have it worked so that rather than keeping the dog on the property, we have it to keep Dylan off our
0: property.
2: Right. That explains why he kind of wanders over to my. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could extend the perimeter around Karen's yeah. house or something. Yeah. We'll
3: definitely do better. We'll do better on that. We'll try and work it so that there's a sort of
4: a sweet spot between our property and your property, a sort of a no man's land that yeah. he can you know maybe a, a,
0: foot, a neutral zone kind of a yeah.
4: neutral right. zone exactly
2: no, really
4: at Christmas time he can play football with himself like the Nazis and the
0: English
2: that would be lovely
0: yeah. yeah that sounds great um, I, I was going to ask if Dylan's happy with that but I, it's probably best not to Nobody I like my
5: electric colour
0: yeah don't worry about it okay listen guys thanks so much for calling in it was great talking <laughs> to you all oh. yeah um, sorry but that's safe. i'm okay no that's fine we don't no we don't enough.
3: really
4: no care. nobody cares
0: before i move on to my special guest i want to remind you that this show is supported by you the listeners via our patreon account patreon.com forward slash phoning it in show where you can watch the episodes in video format uh, and enjoy a bunch of other exclusive content thank you I'm joined on the line by my special guest Kendrick Doyle, Ireland's leading occult detective specializing in unexplained murder cases that some attribute to vampires, werewolves and other supernatural creatures. Welcome to the show Kendrick. Dave, namaste. How are you? How did you become in How did you become an occult detective? Oh, long story. How long have you got, Dave? Uh, we've got about 20 minutes.
4: Okay, I'll Joke but I don't want to use... And, yeah, I don't want to use it oh, yeah, yeah, all that no, time. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand. Well, um, I was always a very spooky child, Dave. Uh, I was always interested in, uh, you know, things that go bump in the night. And, uh, you know, my first case was uh, as an eight-year-old boy, uh, there was a... Uh, I, I spotted a ghost uh, in in my mother's bedroom. Um. And it uh, it sparked some curiosity in me. This ghost was a very spooky guy. He would come in on a Saturday night, uh, usually with my mother. Uh, she would be coming home from the pub. And, you know, my mother, she'd be quite uh, uh, shaky on her feet after several hours in the pub. And uh, this spooky ghost would uh, make horrible noises in her room. And I, I would go in and there'd just be ectoplasm everywhere, Dave. And uh, my mother would just be left absolutely drained uh, on the bed. And, uh, you know, he, he, he would eat all the sausages. I'd wake up, there'd be no sausages the next morning. Spooky character, Dave.
0: Did you ever solve that case? Did you ever figure out what... Who, I never got
4: who... to the bottom of this spooky man. No, uh, it was a, a mystery left unsolved, unfortunately. But it gave me a little bit of a taste for the, the occult and the paranormal.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, well, look, look we have a lot have some callers today who have their own um, supernatural cases that they want to see if you can help them out with. I'll um, do my best, Dave. Kasha is on the line. Kasha, your husband disappeared and you believe that supernatural forces are at play. Is that right?
2: That's right, Dave, and good afternoon. My husband left, uh, we were technically divorced but I believe that that was something that was driven very much by something beyond him, something from another realm. Um, he went on a, a holiday to Las Vegas a couple of weeks prior to coming home um, and telling me that he wanted to end the marriage. And I believe that something happened in the Nevada desert that has influenced his spirit and I believe truly to this day that were we to get rid of whatever's gotten into his soul, we would uh, resume our our reunion.
0: So he went to Las Vegas. He came back. He said he wanted a divorce. You got a divorce and he disappeared. Uh, but you think it's not a straightforward uh, marriage breakdown that there were supernatural forces at play. Can I ask you this? When he came back from Las Vegas, what reason did he give you for wanting a divorce?
2: So it was very strange. He said he was very unhappy. He said we didn't communicate; that there was no uh, connection between us. That he didn't enjoy my company. Mm-hmm. All this kind of thing that just doesn't make sense uh, because I'm I'm great fun. I'm very easy to connect with.
0: And what was it about being in Las Vegas that made him realise that? Do you think?
2: Well, this is the thing. I, I just think it's in the Nevada desert. You have all. Uh, you have the Grand Canyon. You have. You know the connection to the, the Native American spiritual side of things. And I just wonder what got under his skin. Uh, obviously, you have jet lag as well. Um, so I don't know. But I, I do firmly believe that with the changing of the tides that we're seeing right now, this is the time to address it.
0: Okay, well, well Kendrick, yeah, i wanted to bring you in there and see, can you make any sense of this?
2: I think this sounds like a classic
4: case of the old goat sucker himself, El Chupacabra. Uh, El Chupacabra is a a Mexican demon who uh, would frequently cross uh, the border uh, and suck the life out of uh, young men. Unfortunately, due to the legal jurisdiction of Las Vegas, uh, there is a there is a law uh, that uh, whatever happens within the borders of the Las Vegas County, unfortunately, you cannot investigate um, because it has to remain within the border. Of Las Vegas, and they've got a, a sh- the shorter law. version
0: of it. Yeah, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas.
4: Well, yeah, in layman's terms. Layman's yeah. terms, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it sounds like it sounds like a spooky, a spooky El Chupacabra there. Uh, and I'm very sorry, but your husband has been lost to the dark arts.
0: So look, uh, how does the El Chupacabra? How does it physically suck the life out of out of a man?
4: Oh, simple enough, Dave. With his shiny teeth, he's got yes. pointy little teeth. And uh, he'll, he'll usually sneak up maybe under a craps table and uh, he'll, he'll bite the ankles of this man and his saliva produces a sort of a numbing agent and it can suck off a man for up to eight hours before he's realized what the hell is going on. He, he returns home lethargic with little interest in sexual uh, activities with his wife, no matter how good looking she is, and uh, usually leads to divorce, unfortunately.
0: Right now, is there anything? I that mean, can if you be... go to
4: if you go to Sibsborough uh, Shopping Centre, it's filled with just pale ex-husbands just roaming around the butchers, just moaning about their wives.
0: Their exes, yeah, yeah. So they most likely had all gone to Las Vegas at some point, presumably on a stag or something like that, and tangled <laughs> with El Chupacabra, the goat sucker. Yes, come back and th- just like uh, Kasha's husband completely miserable and and, and divorced their wives but yeah, let me ask full you of this, shame shame yeah if 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 Kasha could find her husband, uh is there anything that can be done to reverse the effects of the chupacabra?
4: Well, I mean she could um she could give a sort of a blood transfusion with the blood of a young boy, but I mean young boy's blood isn't hard to come by these days. Dave.
0: It isn't hard to come by.
4: It's not. Where, where would you get it? For
2: that? No.
4: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you'd have to go to England. Okay. Where it's they've just... got uh, slightly less regard for their children due to um, <laughs> due to uh,
0: Martin Luther and the Reformation of the Church. <laughs> okay. Right. So, so if I'm hearing this right, Kasia, all you need to do is track them down. Mm-hmm. Get him on the ferry to England. Uh, I'm I'm presuming it'd be easier to force someone onto a ferry than a plane because the security is pretty lax. Mm. Uh, Find a young boy uh, uh, with a matching blood type and do a transfusion. Is that something you'd you'd consider?
2: I mean, this is brilliant. This is very practical. And I suppose I, yeah, I will let you know how I get on.
0: (laughs) Please do. Keep in touch. Okay, Kasia, stay on the line. I'm going to take some other quick callers, but I, I may come back to you. Uh, Eamon is on the line. Eamon uh, claims to be a vampire that you have faced before, Kendrick. Oh Eamon, are you there? Hello.
1: Good to see you again, my old Ah, uh,
4: If it isn't the demon of Ophelia himself. It
1: is. It's me in the flesh, so to speak. I mean, I am made of flesh, but it's uh, yeah, never, no, never aging. That still works. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, that still works. I, I just agreed it. you. I'm sixty-six years young forever. Oh. Yeah.
0: I mean you only you only turned into a vampire at the age of sixty-six.
1: Yes, I, I, I came, I came to vampirism uh, late in life. Uh, I always admired it. My favorite film growing up was an interview with the vampire, with uh, Brad Pitt as a miserable vampire. And I thought to myself, sure, Jesus, if I was Brad Pitt and I was that good looking and I was young forever, I wouldn't be fucking miserable at all. So I, I, I seeked out, or I, I sucked out some vampires in the locality and uh, in, near, off now not in you now, but in Athlone. There's a lot of vampires in Athlone, a lot of pale young lads. So I was hanging around uh, on corners looking for pale young groups of lads. And uh, wouldn't you know, Dave, I got arrested. And uh, I, I told the guards, have it all wrong. I'm not after these lads for anything but immortality. See, I suck their blood and I become immortal." And sure, but you know, statistically, one of them has to be a vampire. So I spent I spent a good few months sucking young lads in that loan, and then bingo, jackpot! I hit the I hit the lord and I got one.
4: See, usually well, they usually um, vampires would uh, would would become uh, undead uh, roughly at the peak of their at the peak of their life, maybe. 25 to 35 years old when they're, you know, full of uh, joie de vivre. But uh, this, this particular vampire was 66 years old, so he has very bad knees, his eyesight isn't great, mm. and if anything, he he's sort of immortalized at, you could argue, the worst period of his life, you know, retirement age. He's a very, very slow, twatty vampire.
0: Yes, but, you know, people are often very happy at that point in their life. And I have to say, Eamon sounds a lot happier than Brad Pitt's character in Interview with a Vampire. He seems to be you enjoying could, being a vampire, is what I'm saying. Well, I'm, you could, uh, loving uh, it.
1: I'm loving it.
0: Yeah. But I...
1: I, I walk I do... around the town and I say, I go to the butchers and I say, can I come into your butcher shop? And I go in and I say, are old all spare blood going? And of course, they don't suspect me at all because I'm 66 years old because I don't have long, thin hair, I'm not wearing a cravat. I wear dungarees most of the time because I think, I mean, have you ever seen a vampire wearing dungarees?
0: No. 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 So what happened when you guys, when your paths crossed before? Because you, you introduced yourself as his nemesis. Have oh. you guys fought?
4: That's a strong term
0: there, Dave, a nemesis. Um,
4: because of his age, uh, you know, vampires are only really allowed to come out at night, um, which pretty much, uh because of the town he's uh, are you in borough is that the, I'm the in Burr, yeah. county Afflees. yeah it's not exactly the city that never sleeps um it pretty much means he can only be out uh during the winter months between maybe 6 and 8 o'clock uh so to be honest i felt very sorry from and I, I i i had an opportunity to to put the stake in his heart and uh i didn't have the heart to do it, Dave.
0: So I took I, pity on him.
4: I took pity on him, I sent him on his way. To be honest, he wasn't causing much ha- hassle. He 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 was getting most of his sustenance from badgers, which um, uh, the, uh, on Quilcha and the IFA, the Irish Farming Association, would actually say he's doing a great service by reducing, nice. uh, by doing a badger call, I suppose.
0: Yeah. That's
4: so he, he's I, doing no I, harm, really, in my arms. He, he's not a nemesis. He, he's, he's just an old fart, really, that I've allowed to live.
1: Well, that's, that's how I've survived for so long pity. And, you know, I have no shame in it. I, if people want to feel sorry for me, that's fine as long as I'm not being murdered by a vampire killer. And, of course, I have a friend, uh, my good friend Brendan in the town, who is, who is a butcher. He lets me come in late at night uh he invites me in uh of course i can't get into the discos the late night discos anymore uh i mean they, they they'll invite me in but i am just i'm too old I, they say i make the young people feel uh, uncomfortable mm. and uh, of course i have a lot of uh, blue blue translucent veins uh mm. on the surface of my skin which is just you know an unfortunate side effect of vampirism and i can't do anything Adult about age.
0: that and mm. old
1: age and old age so I I say, I say it to some people, I can, I can disguise it as saying, oh, it's far veins, not vampirism. Mm. But unfortunately, I can't cover it over with makeup because none of the fucking makeup shops in town will open after the sun goes down and it's infuriating me. Mm. But as for the badgers now, yeah, I've had a lot of, I've been out, not only badgers, foxes, uh, anything. and Stoats, Stoats yeah, and uh, the, the farmers love me.
0: I was just and, going to say, Eamon, yeah, did, 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 they, did they pay you anything for getting rid of uh, the, the local wildlife there?
5: or? or?
1: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just happy to have the blood now. I wouldn't, yeah. ask, I wouldn't ask for anything. I think I'm doing a service, and I think it, if I was to be paid money, I, I would be beholden to them. I have my pension, and I have uh, my, my box of art that I sleep in in the basement of my house, and uh, my, my brother lives in the other room, and uh, you know we're, we're two we're two bachelors living together uh, in a small town, and if people think that's weird, then uh, you know maybe it is because I'm a vampire, but for no other reason than that. And uh, I've only I've lived this long now, and I, I'll continue to live. And sure, sure enough, my knees may be bad, my eyes may be bad, but they're not getting any worse. That's the way yeah. I look at it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a glass half full of blood type vampire.
0: Yeah, absolutely great. Well, listen, Eamon, stay on the line because there's somebody else coming on who I think you've probably crossed paths with as well, which is um, Kendrick's former child sidekick, Sammy. And Sammy, you claim that Kendrick ditched you when you became an adult. Is that right?
3: He did. Yeah, he did. Um, he he told me um, he told me he only likes working with uh, very young uh, people. Um, and, uh, and once I got to the age of 16, he just said, you're awful looking now. And, uh, puberty did you no favors at all and um, get out of my car. So that's how that went.
0: Where did, where, where did that happen? Where did he leave you?
3: Um, that was in Athlone actually. Um, a, a hotbed of, of vampires, so quite dangerous. Yeah, we were, we were, oh, yes. um, we were on a, a stakeout. If you'll excuse the pun, uh, we were on a stakeout, um, and uh, I was sharpening some sticks, um, and he just looked over at me and he said, God, your hands have gotten quite, they've gotten they've they've filled in like you've your hands are bigger than I remember them." And then and then he was like, "Actually, the rest of." And then he sort of, then it kind of went on. He listed off all the ways that I had grown physically, um, and then that that was it. That was it. Uh,
0: what what are the what were the activities of the sidekick? Like, what, why what, why what did you have to do for Kendrick? He
3: he loved uh, uh, making me dictate like everything he said. So sometimes he would just uh, list off words that he liked. Uh, and uh, so I would just make lists and, and then you would say things like, look, look that up later. And then I would look up the meanings on on um, dictionary.com um, and then come back to the next day with folders of sort of the meanings of words. Um that was one of that was actually most of what I did. Um, uh, holy water balloon filling. Holy water balloon filling. Absolutely. That was was quite fun, actually. Sometimes we'd have a little balloon water ride ourselves, uh, you know, on our break. You know, that kind of like, those are some of the good memories I have now, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes
4: just uh, recording programs I like off the television.
3: That's exactly right. And bringing um, in. Yes, that was your favorite. And old reruns of Starsky and Hutch. You loved that as well, didn't you? Yeah. And you'd take out the ads. I I would edit out the ads, and sometimes he'd want me to to actually insert different ads into those, like a uh, m- ones he had his fond memories of from childhood, like the old uh, Weetabix ads or. uh. Um, funny. Yeah, yeah. So I would edit in older ads that he liked, or sometimes just only Christmas ads, like only the the John Lewis Christmas ads. I'd sort of edit out all the other ads and input the John Lewis Christmas ads, just one after the other. The real reason I got rid of him
4: was I had his suspicions that he was a werewolf.
0: Okay. Is he that started- why you... Is that why you had the water balloon fights every so often just to sort of... Just, to test, him
4: out, just yeah. to test them out, just to test them out. Because I remember he reached about 13 or 14. He started sprouting hair all over his young body in places that I didn't have hair, Dave, uh, like the lower back. And I said, this little bastard's a werewolf. And I would uh, I'd try and tempt him out. I'd say, come here, let's go out for a picnic. On Saturday night, there's a full moon. And he'd say, I'm hanging out with my friends. I don't want to be having a picnic with an old man uh, under the moon. And I'd say, you little fucker, I have you now. So after I tried to, uh, I had a silver dollar that my uncle brought back from America. I tried to smelt it into a a bullet. And I went to shoot him. Unfortunately, uh, the gun misfired and I blew off three of my fingers and uh, frightened him off, and that was really the, the to use a, a term in my industry that was the final nail in the coffin.
0: Yes, of course, Sammy. If, um, if
1: this makes me sad, this makes me very sad.
0: Why is that, Amy? Uh,
1: because Sammy would would have been a prime example uh, for uh, the position of familiar. Uh, a vampire yep. needs a familiar, and if I'd, if I'd have known, because I think I remember seeing you, Sammy, and you were holding a stake, and only you were holding a stake, I was afraid to come over to you, because a familiar would help me out, would fix my fix my wig, because I can't check it in a mirror myself, and uh, this just goes to show the discrimination against vampires. Like, vampires are people too, well, technically we're not people, but we have hearts, they don't beat, but we feel... But not really.
4: Well, the, there was rumours in the town that he was getting a bit overly familiar with some of the young lads. Well, I know I, I was only sucking on their necks,
0: nothing more, nothing lower than the neck. Yeah, but you can hear how you can understand how rumours yeah. start, Eamon, You know, both um, no smoke without fire. Yeah, fire with heat. That's what yeah. I
3: say.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, Sammy, uh, I mean, are you a werewolf?
3: Um. No, I'm not. I'm not a werewolf. I, I, we've had this. I had this conversation. I can't tell you how many times. Um, I would try and prove it by, uh, you know, just doing human things. I don't really know how to how else to prove it. But I'd sort. He'd be, you know, he'd be putting bones under my nose and kind of going, "Do you, oh, do you like that? Do you?" And I'd say, yeah. "No, I, do, you know, I really don't." Um, I'd be petting them. Yeah, yeah, he would pet me sort of. I had a little collar he he put on me with a, his phone number on the tag. Um, and, so and you know, people would think I was lost all the time when I didn't have him with me and they'd call him and then he'd put me in the boot because I wasn't allowed to ride on the seats. He was worried about the hair getting on the upholstery. So, um, I mean, I, I'm not a werewolf at all. And, well, uh, I, you did get bit by a dog at Tato Park. I did, I was bitten once, yeah, I was a little uh, terrier, you know, the little Jack, uh, Jack Russell terriers. Mm. They're, they're quite nasty, actually, those. Um, but that didn't do anything to me. Because, no smoke, fire. Well, that's true, I suppose, but, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, are you still in the business, Sammy? Do you, do you, do you still do a bit of te- detective work yourself?
3: I do. I started my own, um, I, I've started a, a vlog um and a podcast where i bring on various um various uh occult creatures um and uh, and we 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 i talk to them about their experiences of discrimination um and uh, uh, and it's sort of like an open kind of healing space this um, is
0: interesting because karen is on the line sorry, Kasia is on the line we were talking to her earlier uh, her husband she feels may have been bitten by a chupacabra would you have a contact with some of the chupacabra community in las vegas and maybe maybe get her husband back
3: yes i do actually i'm i i'm speaking to il, il Chupacabre um regularly Um he's actually a lovely guy and he is yeah. quite misunderstood um he's so you lovely. know yeah, yeah. and, and, and kasha I've had conversations with him. I think he, I think he actually knows your, I think he remembers your, your husband quite well. Um, He knows John. He does know John. Yeah, he does. Absolutely. Um, and, And I'd love to set up maybe a, a zoom call or something between you. So you can, you can have a little chat with him about that.
2: Thank you so much, Sammy. I would love to have a little zoom and if you could facilitate the conversation, that'd be fantastic. Thank you so much. See, this is what separates
4: the old school uh, monster hunters to these new sensitive young lads who think that you can just talk to monsters and bring them around to your way of thinking, I want to have a safe space for Sasquatches, you know, all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. If I saw a tube, uh, a tube cabra, I'd shoot him in the fucking face.
0: Yeah, well, Dead. I mean, that, but that's literally backfired on you before. I mean, that's true. <laughs> So, I mean, does that not make you see the error of your ways? Yeah, maybe. No, actually, it doesn't.
1: Who's the real monster here? That's what I'm asking you, Dave. Who's the real yeah,
0: monster, man? You, you're the real monster. You're grand sucking
4: off young lads and that
0: loan.
1: I meant it in a metaphorical sense, you prick.
0: I'm afraid we're out of time. I want to thank all of my callers today, but I especially want to thank Kevin McGarren, Sophie Joe Wasson, Kate Feeney and Ed Salmon. Guys, Yvette, you, you want to plug Kevin?
4: Yeah, yeah. I've got a gig coming up. Oh, no, I don't. Forever. <laughs> uh, no, Kevin Paints is on the RT player. Um, so watch that. I paint celebrities while chatting to them. Great. Ed?
1: Uh, I've got a podcast called Edwin Salmon of Knowledge, which is out now on podcasting platforms. I've got another podcast called Reviewables. So, you know,
0: there's two... Right, Kate
2: um, The podcast called The Behavioural Vaccine it's it's kind of a bit passé now it's about the uh, coronavirus but if you want to go back into that
3: terror zone and think about it then that's the place for you
0: Cool, and Sophie Darryl.
3: Uh, I I think a film called Rialto is going to be released soon that I was in um, but I actually don't know because it was meant to be in May and it hasn't happened so maybe that'll be out soon, you can watch that
0: <laughs> brilliant guys thank you thank you to the headstuff podcast network for having us and to bobby Ahern for our theme music that's all for this week thanks for listening
3: This has been a production of the Head Stuff Podcast Network.